Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to the Lens of Faith podcast. God has really been stirring up in me, and He will not let it go, this very important message that I need to share about the fear of God. You know, there's a difference between an unhealthy fear of God and the fear of God that He requires us to have. I grew up in a very strict Christian home where I had the fear of God where... I was afraid of hell all the time, you know, if I did anything wrong, if I screamed at my parents, right, if I had a bad attitude, I was always afraid that if I died right now, you know, I would go to hell. It was just this really unhealthy fear of God. I mean, it was good in a sense that it kept me out of trouble. You know, it kept me from living a life of sin. It actually kept me from a close relationship with Jesus because my motive for doing the right thing came out of a fear of hell. I actually would envision God like in a courtroom at his desk, you know, with his gavel in his hand. And every time I did something wrong, he was hitting the gavel on his desk like a judge. And I was in big trouble and I could see him with a frown on his face. This is how I actually pictured God. How he felt about me was based on my performance. There was times where I would see God happy with me because I did the right thing and I made my parents happy and I was living right. And then there's other times that I would see him upset with me. I saw him as a moody God. You know, he was happy with me, but then he can also turn and get upset with me. It was really an emotional roller coaster. You know, there was no peace in that because it was all based on performance. I didn't know the concept of grace. I knew the concept of do the right thing and God is pleased with me. And of course, I'm not saying that God is not pleased with us when we do the right thing. Of course He is. But His love for us is not conditioned on our performance. There's other things that are conditioned, but His love does not change. I remember the day that God really shook me by telling me, I will never love you more or less than I do right now. Let me say that again. God will never love you more or less than He does right now. His love is unconditional. That doesn't mean that we can just go live buck wild and do whatever, you know, grace, grace, grace. But when you love Jesus and you have a healthy relationship with Him, then you want to live a life that pleases Him. And that's where that healthy fear of God comes in. And like I said, I can tell you from experience, I can tell you from my own life, I was raised with an unhealthy fear of God, and now I have a healthy fear of God, and there's a huge difference. It really changes everything. The big difference between the two is, one is motivated by punishment, and the other is motivated by love. We need a healthy fear of the Lord. It says all throughout the Bible that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom and all knowledge and all understanding. It's not driven by punishment, but instead it's coming out of a deep love and relationship. Like, I don't want to do anything that does not please him. I want to live a life that's right because I love Jesus. I want to please the heart of God because I love him. You know, I don't want to do anything that's going to create separation, a divide, you know, distance between me and my relationship and ultimately break the heart of God. And that's a healthy fear of God. And that's what so many in the church are missing today. You know, we love God. We serve God. We might be living a life of faith, but there is no real fear of God. The evidence that you are living with a healthy fear of God is living a life where you are easily convicted. 
being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, and we allow Him to speak to us about everything that we do, we say, and we think. Being teachable and being quick to repent. Those are signs of someone that is living with the fear of God. Unfortunately, the reason why we see these leaders, these pastors, you know, these influencers that claim to be Christians and they have very influential ministries, and we see them in the headlines having affairs, doing this, doing that, losing their ministries, you know, and it's because they were not living with the fear of God. They were caught living double lives or they were speaking one thing, yet living another. The enemy had them deceived, and they were somehow justifying their actions. They were somehow justifying their sin. You know, they were no longer sensitive to the Holy Spirit's conviction, right? And the enemy is sneaky. You know, guys, I say it all the time. He's a sneaky snake. You know, affairs don't happen overnight. Pastors don't lose their ministries overnight. People don't lose their reputation overnight. It's because of small compromises that lead to big consequences. You know, it's small compromises. They just start watching whatever. They hang out with whoever. They listen to whatever. They think whatever. They say whatever. And then we're blindsided and shocked when we see them in the headlines. But the truth is they have been living in compromise for so long without a fear of the Lord. They might be serving the Lord. They might love the Lord to a degree. They might look like they're doing the right things. But I'm telling you, friends, God is after our heart. All He cares about at the end of the day is our heart's condition. And if our heart's condition is not right, then we become numb to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And along with that, these well-known famous leaders and pastors, you know, they're surrounded by yes men, you know, people that just say yes, that justify what they're doing, that don't hold them accountable, which continues to keep them deceived, justifying their actions and living a life that does not please God. And so I believe that God is in a big exposing season right now. He's exposing corruption in government and leaders and people that say they're one thing, but they're actually a different thing. You know, whatever it is, God is bringing things to the surface and to the light in this time. This actually breaks my heart when I hear of leaders that fall. You know, I pray for them and everyone involved. God wants them to repent, admit wrong, and turn from their ways and come back to Him. That's God's heart's desire, and He is the great Redeemer. God doesn't want to expose us. He wants us to live with pure hearts, to keep our hearts right, and to allow the Holy Spirit to easily convict us. He tries to get our attention and prevent destruction as we're walking up the hill so we don't have to take a big fall off the cliff. You know, we see it throughout the Bible where God tells us that the fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom, knowledge. It protects us. It keeps us right with God. It's just all throughout the Bible. Here in Proverbs, I like where God says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil, and this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. I mean, the fear of God actually makes us physically healthy. Not only right with God, keeps our heart right, brings us peace, you know, keeps us protected, but it actually benefits our physical health. I'm telling you, friends, living clean, living with the fear of God, living in His perfect will is the best way to live. 
(laughs) You're not missing out. It really is so beneficial in every way. It's really the enemy that tries to deceive us. He wants us to think that there's something missing in our life, that, you know, this will make us happy, that will make us happy. You know, God will just forgive us. We can just do whatever we want. And that's how we get trapped into a life of sin. And then at that point, it's like no turning back, you know? And so we really have to be on guard because the enemy is very sly, very sneaky, and he is out to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, God tells us that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, he's telling us, you know, apart from me, apart from my sweet conviction, apart from intimacy with me and closeness with me, being connected to the vine, then we will gratify desires that are not pleasing to him. And being sensitive to the Holy Spirit doesn't mean that we're perfect, that we never make mistakes, that we never just, you know, do our own thing. But when we do, we must be quick to repent and get our hearts right so we don't start to justify ourselves. Another thing that will keep you justifying your actions, you know, and not being sensitive to the Holy Spirit is comparison. If we compare ourselves to how other people are living, you know, at least I'm better than them. I'm not doing this or that. That way of thinking will lead to a life of compromise. Our standards need to be biblical standards, not worldly standards. You know, not people living on the fence and their standards, right? Because friends, everybody's a Christian until it gets biblical. We need to live according to God's standards and not anybody else's standards. God requires for us to live a holy life that is set apart. You know, a lot of times with these leaders that we see fall, you know, they're famous. They have everything. They have the followers. They have the status. They have the ministry. God has anointed them. They know that God has blessed them, right? They have seen God's hand on their life. So they start to think that they are invincible. Their heart then is just full of pride and they start acting like God is just going to turn his head and let them do whatever it is they want to do. But God calls us to stay humble and teachable and repentive. And when you start to think that you're invincible, that God's just going to throw all his grace on you and ignore your sin. He very well might have to shake you up, you know, and then you might lose everything that he has blessed you with. So yes, God loves us. He does have grace. His love is unconditional and overwhelming. It's so beautiful. But he also wants us to love him back. You know, it's true that actions speak louder than words. How can we prove that we love God? Costly obedience is proof that we love God. You know, willing to give up our rights, our own desires, our plans, our time, you know, to have a healthy fear of God, to live a life that pleases Him. In Proverbs, God really breaks down the moral benefits of wisdom. He says, My children, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom, and applying your heart to understanding. And if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as if for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. God is saying right there, you know, seek me and I will give you what you ask me for. Ask me for understanding and wisdom and the fear of God. Ask me to change your heart, to soften your heart so that you will be easily convicted. He is waiting on us to make that decision. You know, when I think of Jesus, I think of a father-daughter, you know, type of relationship, right? 
God, like a father, he can discipline us when we do something wrong. And out of fear, we can do what he tells us to do, right? Like that unhealthy fear of God that I talked about earlier. You know, I'm scared. I don't want punishment. I don't want the end result. But there's nothing like obeying God out of a love relationship with Him because we love Him, because we want to please Him. Nothing pleases the heart of a father more than that. When their child wants to obey out of love, not out of fear. And that's what God wants from us. He wants us to come to Him and want to live a life that's holy, not out of fear, but out of desire. When you have a healthy fear of the Lord, everything changes. Every decision that you make changes. You know, He easily convicts you where you can't just watch anything. You can't just listen to anything. You don't just hang out with anybody. You don't say anything. You don't think thoughts that are impure or, you know, slanderous toward anyone. You have forgiveness in your heart. You're in constant awareness of yourself and your need for God. You know, you wake up every day and you thank God for who He is and you repent and you stay humble and teachable and you keep your heart right. A healthy fear of God is not driven by fear, but it's driven by love. But the foundation of it all is intimacy. Intimacy with Jesus. Just like when you're in love, you know you want to please that person. You want to live right. You want to give them the desires of their heart because you love them, right? It comes from a love relationship. In order to have a fear of the Lord, we need to have an intimate love relationship with Jesus because then we will crave living right. We will desire pleasing Him. We will desire pleasing the heart of the Lord. I remember when God told me, apart from me, you can do no good thing. He is the vine and really apart from Him, we have no life. Within that intimacy, we keep our hearts soft, and then we are sensitive to His promptings. It's His sweet conviction that leads us to repentance, that keeps our heart right, keeps our heart free of clutter, that keeps us from living in a desensitized state. You know, everybody loves to reference the Proverbs 31 woman, but you know that it says here in Proverbs 31 that a woman that fears the Lord is to be praised. A woman that fears the Lord is to be praised, not a rich woman, not a successful woman, not a beautiful woman, but it's a woman that fears the Lord that is to be praised. So as we wrap up today, friends, I want to encourage you, if this is speaking to you and you have found yourself in a place where you are not easily convicted or sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you know, you get convicted maybe if something big happens and it takes maybe several days or, you know, a long time for you to actually feel, you know, any conviction over certain things. If you're not easily convicted, sensitive to the Holy Spirit, then I encourage you to get your heart right today. Humble yourself, repent, and get your heart right. God wants to redeem you and make all things new. He's a good, good father. He is so loving, and he just wants you to repent and come back to him. I pray that the Holy Spirit speaks to you now as I'm speaking. And if that's you, and you feel that prompting in your heart, then pray this with me today. Lord Jesus, thank you for who you are. Thank you for your grace, your love, and your protection over me this far, Lord God. I pray that you would just purify my heart. I come before you and I repent for any pride, any selfish motive, any rebellious way in me, and for living without the fear of you, Lord God. 
I pray that you would soften my heart, that you would humble my heart, Lord God, that you would draw me to an intimate place with you where I would know your sweet conviction, Lord God, and that I would stay humble and repentive at all times, Lord God. I pray that you would just do a new thing in our hearts, Lord God, that you would draw us to you, that we would have new desires, godly desires, desires to live holy and righteous and pleasing to you, Lord God. So I repent for any time that I have lived in rebellion or have ignored your voice or have not allowed you to correct me. Thank you for who you are, Lord God. Begin a new work in my heart and in my life. Amen. Make sure to sign up to get all the blog and podcast updates at leahmariecarson.com. Follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith. Subscribe to The Lens of Faith podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Remember, friends, life becomes clearer when you focus through the lens of faith. Talk to you soon.